Hello, welcome to Between the Boards. I am your host, Garrett Woodling. Here today with me in studio is the commissioner of the Toyota Sportsplex Deck Hockey League, Kyle Hammer. Kyle, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Garrett. We're uh, looking forward to getting this podcast show going for everybody. Yeah, it's been a long time coming and a lot of planning. I'll tell you, it's been a lot of work, too. Uh, so let the uh, listeners get to know you a little bit on a more personal hockey note. Um, as a kid, what got you into hockey? Yeah, so um, I actually grew up not in the state of Pennsylvania. I grew up in Michigan. Uh, Michigan was a huge hockey state. Um, and really, But really what got me into it was my uncles. Uh, my mom's brothers both played in Wisconsin growing up, and they got me into playing the sport of hockey um, when I was really little. Uh, like I said, I um, learned to skate actually when I was living in Minnesota on a frozen pond before I moved back to Michigan where I lived most of my childhood. Um, and then when we moved back to Michigan, started doing skating lessons at the local rink and then started playing youth hockey um, ever since I was five years old and played all the way until I was in high school. And then I still play some ice hockey as well as an adult in some adult leagues here in the area. That's that's pretty cool. I got into hockey back in 94 with NHL 94 on the Super Nintendo. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I definitely played tons of NHL hockey games growing up, too, on, on the N64 all the way up to the Xbox 360. So Yeah, I loved using the Boston Bruins, Cam Neely, Ray Bork, Don Sweeney. <laughs> My personal favorite was the Detroit Red Wings because I grew up in Michigan. So Oh, they had a great team, though, in NHL 94. Sergey Federal, Steve Eiserman, oh, man, Paul Coffey. That was a great team. Yeah, they had lots of good players. So it was that was the other um, awesome and easy way to get into hockey too. Was so when it was early '90s, hockey was booming in um, in Detroit. The Red Wings were a, about to become a powerhouse dynasty for 25 plus years. They made the playoffs 25 years straight. So um, it was easy to get into hockey as well, just because of how good the professional NHL team was in the area. Yeah, that's that's still a record for them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe they caught up to the Boston Bruins, but I think the Bruins still have the record. So oh, Boston, but, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, either way, great historic run there. It was awesome to be a part of as a, as a kid, watching that and um, inspiring, being inspired by them and idolizing them and wanting to become like them someday. But it doesn't turn out for everybody. <laughs> and I guess it's safe to say you're a Detroit Red Wings fan today yes i still am a detroit red wings fan today um i also am obviously a pittsburgh penguins fan though as well with working for the organization so um a little bit of both uh, definitely pittsburgh is a part of my um fan base now as well all right on that note we're gonna end you we'll see you guys next week no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm a hurricanes <laughs> fan so can't argue with that hey, I lo- I hey, do- it's better than the flyers or the capitals that is true and i apologize for all you capitals and flyers fans out there listening um uh, I do like Evgeny Malkin. I have always been a fan of him. I wish he would kind of get out of the Crosby shadow, but they played very well together. I will give him that. Um, now, let's get into the Toyota Sportsplex Deck Hockey League. Uh, I was I moved up here a couple of years ago, and there was no rink in Wilkes-Barre to play. It was a shame. I, I love playing hockey. Um, I'm not an offensive hockey player by any means. You know, I'm not going to like the net all the time. Um, the closest rink we had to play on, if we didn't play ice hockey, was Mountaintop. And I had played there, and that league just vanished suddenly. Um, so what did it take to get the rink 
to be built here. As much as you can give without giving away, you know, anything that might not need to be out there. Yeah, so um, the inspiration of this rink came from the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation. Um, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are um, a direct affiliate with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and out in Pittsburgh they have tons and tons of deck hockey rinks. Uh, they started off with just one, and the sport boomed and grew and grew, and they started building more and more rinks, um, getting kids in the community involved who um, may either not know how to skate or also just um, is tougher for them to afford to play ice hockey. So um, really the inspiration came from Pittsburgh, and we were uh, kind of or model off of them, and we um, went ahead and wanted to build a rink here. Um, we got a lot of funding from Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation, the Wilkes-Barre um, City, and as well as Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield to fund the project. Um, the project also actually um, was on hiatus for a while. The initial planning um, stages and processes started before the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and then once the COVID-19 pandemic um, happened, it kind of altered a lot of plans and stalled a lot of plans as it did for many things in this world. Yeah. That's true. So once uh, some restrictions started uh, loosening up again, once the pandemic was um, going away a little bit or became less serious as it was as it once was, then um, the process to get the built uh, the rink built um, started right back up again. It's a very beautiful rink. I enjoy playing on it. I can tell you that. Yeah. So yeah, it's like I said, it's um, modeled just like an ice hockey rink. Um, it's a little bit smaller. It's about three quarters the size of an ice hockey rink, but um, like I said, nice finish um, boards with kick plates, Zamboni doors, there's benches, scorekeepers box, um, the whole nine yards, everything that you would um, want in a in a um, full-size hockey rink. Yeah, we have it right here at the Toyota Sportsplex. Let's talk about that rink really quickly. Um, the flooring, I have played on many different floors. And coming home after playing, my shins are shot. They hurt. Um, now, I know what the floor is out there. You know, I have seen it. I have played on it before. Not in the last 15 years. Um, for those out there who don't know what it is or don't know how it feels to be out there, can you explain what that flooring is made of? Yeah, so the flooring is called sport court material. It is... It's almost like a, like a hard plastic uh, material, and it's um, it's it's I, it's funny. I call it my adult Lego set because I'm always um, fixing pieces on the boards that are um, either expanding or contracting, um, and I always have to kind of mess around with the pieces that um, get laid out onto the concrete surface underneath. Um, but it's uh, like I said, it's a hard plastic material, and they all connect. Uh, there's tons and tons of little squares that all connect in rows and in columns. And they just clip in simply a lot like Lego pieces would. Um, but yes, the material itself, um, because I think it's on top of that concrete, there's not a lot of give. And like I said, yeah, it's um, like I said, I grew up playing ice hockey my entire life. So when I just started playing deck hockey just this very first year when I started up the league, um, big difference. Lots, lot, lot harder on the shins and the ankles because uh, there's not as much support on your tennis shoes as there is in an ice hockey skate. Yeah, that, that's a good point, too. Um, we will discuss how it is in later episodes from making the transition from ice hockey to, we'll even say roller hockey, to deck hockey. Yep. Um, 
I know as my experience playing roller and deck, I've never played ice hockey, but my experience with deck hockey over the last few years, playing on that court is actually a lot better than playing on any other court I've played deck hockey in. Well, that's great to hear. Like I said, yeah, we want um, the 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 best facility in our area, and that's what we strive to be. And um, I think we've hit that mark so far. And as long as we just maintain it and keep everyone engaged and excited about our facility, um, then that's um, we've done our goal here. Yeah. Um, now, with the the rink being finished and everything, uh, how much, if any, pressure were you under to get a league started? Yeah, so there there was um, um, a decent amount of pressure. So um, my the position um, that I hold here with the Penguins is simply to um, control everything that goes out on the deck hockey league and um, or out on the deck hockey facility. Um, and the main purpose, of course, besides getting engaged in hockey, as is everything with the business, is to generate some revenue. Um, so like I said, with this being my sole position, I had to make sure that um, gradually, I would eventually start bringing in um, decent amount of money, and then of course, um, just growing it each and every year. Um, so there was some pressure to get um, clinics and a league started up um, as soon as possible. Uh, so trying to generate the interest um, was challenging at times, but there were definitely some great people that I made connections with early on in running some open hockeys that really helped develop the league. There was a lot of people that um, played in our open hockey nights that played in other leagues, as Garrett mentioned, down in Hazleton, um, that were able to help me get a lot of players for this inaugural season. Um, but yeah, there was some pressure to get things going that way. This thing wasn't just built for nothing and we're not putting it into to any good use. So, Yeah, I remember being a couple of those open hockeys and they were uh, some pretty impressive numbers for for this area, considering we do have the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, and you know hockey is big in Wilkes-Barre. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not like you know Philly or Pittsburgh or New York, but for Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, you know the Pens do very nice when you know they have their games. Um, about how long after the rink built did you get your first? open hockey or your first clinic or yeah definitely so um when the rink was officially built up and ready for use in october of 2022 um, we did a grand opening ceremony with the mayor and some other um, higher ups in the city as well as um, our ceo of our organization um, and we had some youth um, junior pens ice hockey players out there playing around um, playing in a little game just to kind of um, put a nice background feel into that presentation and that ceremony in October. Um, we did a few things in October, just a few small um, events within our office and bringing some of the Junior Pens players out there, but we really didn't start up anything until after the winter. So, um, like I said, in our area, no, November all the way till early March, it's way too cold to play out there. So we did, like I said, a very soft opening in October of 2022 and then really started to get things going in March of 2023. Um, we initiated with um, some open learn to play clinics. Um, we did two of them that were free at first just to try and gauge the interest before people had to commit to um, any monetary value in the kids learning how to play. Um, the two free clinics were huge turnouts. Um, and then from there we started doing some paid 
clinics um, and then before we did our youth our, our adult, first adult hockey league as we had mentioned previously um, we started off with just some open hockey nights um, it was just simply people that came out and however many people were there we formed teams evened up the numbers and just got used to playing out on that surface and started talking about how can we form a league how can we form teams how can we get more people involved um, so those initial opening stages really helped blossom this uh this deck hockey league and as well as not only the adult league but the youth league as well um has um, been very uh successful as well yeah i gotta say uh picking up or <laughs> playing pickup hockey and choosing teams is always fun especially when you go old school everybody lays the sticks in the middle of the court and you just throw them off to the side guys find their sticks that's yeah. always the best way to pick a team yeah that's, for hockey. Exa- yeah, that's exactly how we did it when it's just a pickup game is just yep just throw the sticks to the side make sure and it could become lopsided that way or it could be very even but um it's better than just like oh oh johnny and all his friends they're the best players out there they're gonna play together and yeah and beat up on everyone else that's, yeah I, that's no fun i think it's the only sport you could probably do that because you can't exactly throw everybody's baseball glove in the middle of the pitcher's mound or you know everybody's shoe in the middle of a basketball court or <laughs> yeah because they've all got the same thing whereas yeah, most you, of the time Nine times out of ten, hockey players are all going to have different types of sticks. Or even even if they have the same sticks, they're going to have different lengths, different tape jobs yep. even. So um, throwing the sticks in the pile is an easy way to figure out who's who and to separate the teams evenly and fairly. Yeah, up until my stick broke this year, I think uh, I was the only one with pink tape in the league, but that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of the leagues, let's get into that now. Um, we played... Six months worth of games this year. You know, we started with the spring league. I was very impressed with how we were able to get four teams. I mean, not how we, but how you were able to get four teams to start up the inaugural spring season here at the Toyota Sports Black Deck Hockey League. Yeah, no, it's it's all right. You can say we. You were you were just as much a part of it. Like I said, you were a big help. You brought over basically an entire team from. Hazelton, you brought over the Space Monkey Mafia, so you guys um, were really the first like very full team in the entire league. Um, so really, like I said, it was a lot of help from you guys, from you and your team, um, as well as Mark White from the Scorpions. He got a lot of people involved in his team as well, um, and then my team BDE. We had a lot of front office members um, that work here at the rink, so that was an easy way for us to form a team as well. Um, but yeah, it was um, awesome to get it going um, as quickly as we did. Um, I think I think my initial start date had to get pushed back by like a week or two, yeah. um, just to make sure that we had enough teams. But um, yeah, the inaugural season was a lot of fun. Like I said, we had four full teams with about ten people per team. Yeah, well, we had the Space Monkey Mafia, BDE. The Scorpions and the Tigers were all to start. Yeah. Uh, now, like you said, you know, I brought my guys from Hazleton to play up here, which was a pretty good portion of my roster. Um, you know, you, like you said, you made up a couple of guys from here, and then Mark White, captain of the Scorpions, brought his guys. How did you make the Tigers and throw on the rest of those guys onto the other teams that didn't come with players? How hard was that to do? That was difficult. Luckily, a large amount of those, let's we'll call them like random players that didn't have any connection with anybody, um, had mostly at least been to the open hockey nights. Um, and so I had attended every open hockey night 
not only playing but also kind of evaluating the players. That way, if, if there were the free agents, as you would call them, um, I would be able to kind of assess their abilities and try and match them up um, the best to keep the teams even. Um, like as we mentioned, the Tigers um, were kind of a team that kind of was a mishmash team of people that didn't really have any connection to anybody or any specific team. Um, but they they got formed and they actually had a successful season. They actually went on to the championship of the very first season. Um, so yeah, piecing together the teams was difficult. Um, I thought for the most part it worked out. I mean, every league that you form, there's going to be one team that's dominant. There's going to be one team that's not as good. But for the most part, I think for the inaugural season, um, we separated the talent the best that we possibly could. Um, and then we'll talk more later in the other leagues. But I think from spring to summer to fall, the league got more and more competitive each session. Every team got better. Every player got better on the teams that weren't doing as well in the beginning. So um, that's obviously our huge goal here as well at the Toyota Sportsplex Deck Hockey is to improve the skills and abilities of of all the players out here and develop their game and get them uh, more and more involved in hockey. Yeah, it was definitely a great spring season, um, not just because of what happened in the spring season for my team, um, <laughs> but overall it was really, really good to see. Um, watching the Tigers, especially who their captain was, uh, Billy Spears is their captain, amazing young man hell of a hockey player pardon my french he's one of the best i have ever seen you know in deck i've heard he's fantastic in ice i would love to watch him in ice hockey haven't got a chance i got two kids makes it kind of difficult especially ones in kindergarten now um but watching them with nobody has ever played together on the tigers um my team was probably the only team that actually had any kind of experience together under their belt you know, um, me and like eight of my guys have been playing together for a couple of years already in Hazleton. I brought them up to Wilkesbury, like we previously said. So we had experience together. The other three teams had people who knew each other, but no chemistry on the court. Um, but over the spring, even from the beginning of the spring season to the end of the spring season, you could see that chemistry form. You know, like uh, you and Kyle, um, his last name always. Kyle Bauer. Kyle Bauer. Kyle Thank Bauer, you. His yeah. last name always leaves my mind for some reason. But you two developed a heck of a chemistry towards the end of the season. That lasted all the way until the fall yeah. season. Yep. And it was fantastic to watch. You know, and then we had players who weren't really strong to start the season, but got better as the league went on. And I mean, not just the league, but especially the spring season, like uh. Dylan for the Scorpions, their goaltender. Yep. Yeah, so Dylan, yeah. Uh, Dylan was one of these players that she, like, really wanted to play and wanted to play goalie. Um, and so this is actually a funny story that we'll dive into a little bit here. So Dylan wanted to play, wanted to play goalie. She'd never played hockey before at all in her life, but she um, had played field hockey before, and she was a goalie in field hockey. So I was like, don't know much about field hockey, but I can't imagine it couldn't be that much different so um she reached out to me wanted to play goalie we had actually already had four goalies filled and i was like i'm sorry but i mean you you might be able to fill in at goalie every now and then but if you want to play out as a player there's definitely still roster spots available for that so she goes okay i'll sign up i'll play as a player hopefully i'll get to play goalie eventually well 
that happened way quicker than expected because um, the original goalie that was going to be the Scorpions goalie, Brandon Smith, um, he hurt his wrist, I believe it was, while coaching a youth baseball team. So he ended up being out for that entire spring session. And there we go. Lo and behold, Dylan had an opening goalie spot for her. Um, and yeah, like I said, she, like I said, with no hockey experience, was piecing, we were piecing together random equipment each and every week from that was sitting around here at the rink for her. And um, like I said, she developed each and every game all the way throughout the spring session. Um, also got a ton of mentorship from the other goalies, um, including Brad Fletcher from Space Monkey Mafia, as well as Jack Mont Montabano from the Tigers. So um, they were um, really good at helping develop people, which is awesome to see. It's so awesome oh, yeah. to see that yeah. the competitors were willing to help the competition just to just because they knew that they were um, in need of assistance. And um, it's, it's just cool to see everyone trying to help everyone get better. Um, even throughout the spirit of competition. Yeah, and uh, I know there was a couple of times I even saw uh, your goalie, Walt Stick Baggage. St uh, Walt, if I apologize if I butchered your last name on that, you know I love you. Um, but yeah, it was it was really fun to see the other goalies go out there and help Dylan, and she took every word of it as if she was a student of the game. Yep, like it was her job, and that was amazing to watch. Um, I remember seeing her make some fantastic goals on not only some of my best shooters, but on some of your best shooters and even some of the Tigers' best shooters. Yep. 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 She really started to shut people down um, and helped helped her team stay in games um, towards the end of the season and especially even into the summer session as well. Yeah, it, it was a really, uh, really fun to see that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here and then um, we'll come back and continue talking about the spring season. Alright, welcome back to Between the Boards. I'm your host, Garrett. Here with me today is the commissioner of the Toyota Sports Select uh, Hockey League, Kyle Hammer. Uh, we were talking about Dylan Round, the goaltender for the Scorpions, and I had ma made the comment that she made a lot of goals. I have to correct myself, she made a lot of great saves towards the end of the spring session, actually from about the middle of the spring session to the end. So, I mean, it, like we were talking about, though, it was great to see everybody helping her out. Uh, another player we'd like to highlight was Amanda Ostrowski from BDE. Just watching her change from the beginning of the season, she looked like she was like kind of like a little scared mouse at first. And then towards the end of the spring, she was digging right in there and fighting with everybody. Yeah, so it was really cool to see Amanda develop um, before we even get into her playing deck hockey. Like, she, um, I've known her very well for a very long time. We used to um, go to her school with Tux, the Penguins mascot. She's a teacher, and she's always been so grateful to us in helping us out with our initiatives and things that we want to do. And we've been uh, good at helping her out with things that they want to get done. So um, as soon as we brought up the idea of the deck hockey, she was instantly willing to support us and wanting to get involved as well in this um and like garrett said she was like she approached me about it she was not sure if she was going to be able to hang with the boys if you will or and like she wanted to be um she was afraid she'd be a little timid and i said no this is all about developing and so um she gave it a shot and she was probably the most improved player we've seen throughout the entire league um like i said it was just awesome to see from day one first game she didn't know all the rules, was offsides a couple times, 
Um, just wasn't sure where to be and when to be there and how aggressive to be. But then she just, like I said, over time just really got the hang of it, started killing penalties like crazy, blocking shots like crazy, getting the ball out of there. Just these the little things that go sometimes unnoticed or unappreciated um, by some people, but the, the captains of the team and the people that really understand hockey notice those things. And uh, so everything that is contributed, whether it's on the score sheet or not, is always a factor in how the outcomes of the game go. Yeah, blocking shots. So she was definitely proud of that uh, that bruise she took <laughs> in the beginning of the spring. She was talking about that, oh, man, two months at least. I think until it finally went away. So I mean, Until she got another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Nate Meach from the Tigers. I apologize if I said your last name wrong, too. I'm still learning the names. I'll get there, I promise. Uh, he was another improved player from spring all the way up until the end of fall. You know, I mean, he didn't score a lot of goals, if any, no offense, Nate, in the beginning, in the spring, but I think by midsummer season, he finally got his first, and yeah. then, of course, he scored a couple more in the... Uh, yeah, he scored a couple for us when he uh, he ended up playing um, for my team BDE after the Tigers had to merge with the other teams due to lack of players. So in the fall session, he ended up scoring a couple big ones. Um, one really funny moment, actually, it was it was a pretty close game. We like got a power play. I was out there for a long time and like wanted to stay out there, and I was like, no, it's fine. Like Nate was already like getting ready to go out there. I was like, no, it's fine, Nate. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Five seconds later, he buries a goal on the power play. I'm like, man, Nate, don't ever let me tell you not to play on the power play again. So, uh, so that was a really cool moment as well. And just uh, like I said, just another another example. But there's many, many oh, other yeah. players that we could talk about that developed. And um, yeah, if we were to do that, we'd be here all night. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm sure some of the other players that have developed greatly, we will get to at some point. But. Um, there's many more those are just kind of the prime examples that we thought of off the top of our head so um we're going to talk about the inaugural game the very first game ever real quick and then we'll jump into the playoffs and this um, is for the spring season this is for the spring season yep um so the spring season um i can't remember if i did this or not on purpose i'm sure i did because i probably wanted to play the very first game ever my team being the commissioner and getting everything started so you probably did on uh, purpose i probably did it on purpose <laughs> um so bde matched up against face monkey mafia um and for the first ever game it was very exciting a lot of hype um it was a back and forth game lot lots of action lots of saves um a couple lucky bounces that went our way uh, Space Monkey Mafia's goalie Brad Fletcher still says it to this to this day to me. Oh, you guys had lucky bounces in that first game, so I always get a chuckle out of that. Um, so yeah, it was just cool to be a part of. Um, we ended up getting the victory six to four. Um, we enjoyed that victory, but man, it did not last long because that was the first time or the last time we beat them until about halfway through the fall session. So um, we got their number first, but they had our number the rest of the way. But they were always close games, though. They were always. They that's, were always close. Every single one of them, I believe, almost was one goal despite empty netters. Empty netters don't always count, but, I mean, they do, but basically it was they, always they, a one-goal game. They kind of make the game look a little further out of reach than it really was. Exactly. That's that's what I was getting at. Yep. So, um, so yeah, exciting series that we've always had against Space Monkey Mafia, which you'll hear about in the summer and fall session 
uh, recaps as well. So um, we can dive into the playoffs here. Um, yeah. Garrett, if you want to start off with the first matchup and talk about the standings. Yeah, the standings were close the whole time. I mean, the top three teams were five and three. Yeah, you know, with the Tigers having the one seed, us having the two seed, Space Monkey Mafia, and then BDE having the three seed. Yeah, and those that all just was simply only differentiated by shootout losses. So shootout losses, you get an extra point, um, and then um, you get one point, and then you get two points for a win. So we all had the same amount of wins, but then. Tigers had, I believe, two shootout losses, two or three shootout losses. Uh, Space Monkey had one less than them, and then we had one less than them. So that's how it all worked out seeding-wise. So so we'll jump into this first yeah, match. Yeah, it, it, it was an intense game. Yeah, uh, like Kyle said, we played them in round one of the playoffs. And the first period, it was actually close. I mean, we ended the first period, nothing, nothing. You know, it was tight the whole time. And then... You know, Ryan Bolin happened to knock one in. And then, uh, you know, it was only one nothing for a while up until the end of the second when Bolin knocked another one in to put us up 2 nothing. Um, it, it was a hard-fought game the whole time. Um, I will give a shout-out to Brad Fletcher for getting the first-ever playoff shutout, you know, here at the Toyota Sportsplex Deck Hockey League. So I will give, give him that. Yeah, after he also was... We didn't really touch on it, but you'll, he was also the very first person to ever have a shutout in the regular season as well um, earlier in the spring session. So um, props to him on the shutout. That was that was really cool. So. Yeah, and hint and spoiler, if you guys are paying attention to the page, that might be a trivia question down the road, so pay attention. Yep. Um, yeah. We ended up winning that first-round playoff game 3 nothing. Um, So, you know, we went on to the playoffs and uh, went on to play the championship which was against the Tigers. Yep, so I'll go over the Tigers matchup against the Scorpions. Um, Tigers, um, like I said, they were the top seed. Um, had a lot of momentum riding in to this game. Uh, the Spear brothers, Billy and Xander, had pretty much dominated the entire season, scoring points left and right. And, uh, and so they, um, they faced off against the Scorpions, Man, it looks. I tell you what, Colby had a heck of a game that first game. He he had a hat trick in that first game um, against the Tigers in the semifinals, but just wasn't enough. Billy and Xander, Billy and Xander combined for all six of the goals. Then um, so it looks like just the high-powered offense of the Spear brothers ended up um, overpowering the Scorpions, and then they were set up for the finals against uh, Garrett and Space Monkey Mafia, which he'll touch on. Yeah, it was uh, that was a fun championship to play. Um, we play against the Spears brother down in Hazleton, and it's always a fun time to play against them. They're they're entertaining. They're both very highly talented hockey players, whether it be on the deck or the ice. I've said that before, and I would still love to see them play on the ice. Um, it was a, a hard fought game. I mean, we went into the end of the first period winning one nothing. Or leading, not winning, but leading one nothing. You know, and then we got another goal in the second, you know, by Lucas Yencha, who put us up two nothing, kinda of gave us that insurance goal. But I will tell you what, I don't know what Billy said to the Tigers in that second intermission before the third period, but man, that third period they came out firing on all cylinders. 
uh, we, they've kind of put us back on our heels a little bit, and they managed to get two. Um, Xander Spear ma- managed to get you know both their goals to tie it up, two you know two two, force an overtime, and I mean, it just took a you know a unlucky call for the Tigers to you know put us on the power play, and I will tell you we pelted Jack like it was nothing. I mean we shot after shot after shot after shot. And he was making every save he possibly could. And we just happened to get one lucky bounce on a you know backside of Jack and John Hurt managed to put in the game winner and won the championship for us. It was an it was an awesome game to play. I know by the end of that overtime, if we hadn't scored, I was gonna stab my own legs because they were like jello and I couldn't feel them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really exciting exciting game to watch and uh Congratulations uh, to John Hurt for uh, getting the game-winning goal. It's always an amazing feeling um, to be able to be the one to be the final one to push your team into the into that championship pedigree um, and getting the championship. Uh, it's probably really exciting. I don't know if I've ever personally done it, um, but it's probably an amazing feeling. So congrats to him, and then of course congrats to Space Monkey Mafia on winning that championship. Um, it was just, like I said, an awesome game, and they're very happy to be the inaugural ones. Um, and then I also really enjoyed it as well. I got to um, present the trophy. It was kind of my Gary Bettman moment of um, presenting the trophy to Garrett. It was very cool. Like I said, I've never done anything like that, never managed an entire league before. Um, so it was a lot of fun to be out there and um, see the joy in their faces and uh, give me and my team motivation to hopefully win the league at some point as well. Yeah, it was definitely a Gary Bettman moment. And looking back now, I wish I had done uh, the Rod Brindamore things. I had spent so long playing in so many different leagues on so many bad teams, and then I finally got the championship. And I, I wish I had pulled a Rod Brindamore and you know held that up, stomped the ground, kissed it as many times as I could, but. I got caught up in the moment, and I just wanted to throw that trophy up in the air. And uh, Kyle, if you don't mind, I want to quickly add to that. Um, winning that championship the way we did, not just beating the Spears brothers, because they are very difficult to beat at any time, but to win it with some of those guys that I had won it with, like Lucas Yensha, Brad Fletcher, you know, uh, Carson Neely, Jake Gudich. I had been with them for a few years now. You know, and we'd have, you know, all of them had rode the up and down ride with me and to win it finally with that group. And then the group that we got added to us, you know, Brent and Wyatt and all them, it was just, it felt so good to finally win it. You know, so, I mean, down the road, I'm sure you'll get to know that feeling too. Um, But it was just pure excitement, pure joy. Um, But yeah. So um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we will talk about the summer session. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to Between the Boards. I'm your host, Garrett. With me is the commish, Kyle Hammer. Uh, When we left you, we were talking about the spring session. Now we will talk about the fall session and how that started. Summer session. Summer, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, I'm jumping ahead. I got got a little bit of myself. Sorry. Yep. So we. Uh, so so next comes summer, Garrett. Not, not yeah. Not fall. Well, you know. So I'm ready for Halloween already, even though Christmas is a couple right. weeks away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so now we're gonna touch on the summer session. Uh, so the summer session it was really cool. Actually, we got to see 
um, an expansion already after just one session of the Toyota Sportsplex Deck Hockey. We ended up moving um, up to six teams in the summer session. Um, this was really cool to see. I think a lot of the um, a lot of players that were away for college were back at that point, and they wanted to get into the mix as well and get into the fun. So a lot of those kids ended up joining in on one of the new additional teams, the Blackhawks. Um, funny story on them, they actually originally, um, I labeled uh, labeled their team name in the system and everything just as the sixth sense because they had been the sixth team that was added on. Um, and I just gave, the, gave them that name based off the movie. They didn't stick with it, fine by them. They chose the Blackhawks. Um, and then the other team that was really technically kind of the fifth team that had joined the league because they had really formed their team and said they were going to be in first was the Ducks with uh, Captain Lucky Lukashunas. Um, he uh, he has also played in the Hazleton Street Hockey League, and he brought up like an entire team. And when I say an entire team, right, Gary, I mean he had yeah, a lot, like what, 15? Yeah. I think maybe even 16 players. Yeah, he had a full team, so he was ready to go. So that was really cool. So um, some other significant points real quick about the summer session. The heat, it was it was a lot a lot different than the spring i mean towards the end of the spring session it started getting a little warmer but man some of those summer session games because we didn't start it actually until after the fourth of july um so it was blistering hot some of those days i mean you were just sweating like crazy you had towels and tons of bottles of water and i don't know for some reason that surface it's strange because there's not really a lot of black out there at the deck hockey rink besides the fencing around it but the boards are white uh, material on the on the floor is blue so you wouldn't think that it would like attract a ton but for some reason it's just a world of difference when you get on that rink yeah it, outside the rink it could be 85 to 90 but inside that rink it could be like 95 to 105 and then when you're running around you know with your blood flowing your body's getting even hotter so now you feel like it's 115 um but to touch back on what you said about it you know getting hotter towards the end of the spring session i remember the championship it was raining it had started raining before and then finally let up by overtime so that rain kind of helped it cool down a little bit yeah uh, but then like you said once july hit and we started the summer session not the fall the summer <laughs> it got it got blistering hot especially you know mid to late july and then early august yeah it was brutal at times um yeah i don't know how we survived and didn't have any kind of uh incidents with heat or anything i wait actually no no we didn't we didn't um but yeah it was a uh, it was pretty brutal um space monkey ended up winning the regular season record with a nine and one record which i will brag and say is as of now after the three sessions we've had the best record in the Toyota Sportsplex Deck Hockey League. Um, I don't know how we were 9-1. and one. Uh, We started off the season 4-0, then we lost one. And then after that, we faced a ton of overtime games, uh, which the overtimes were shootouts, but we got into a lot. I think we had four in a row, three Something or four like in that. a row. You guys were in shootouts left and right and still were managing to win those, which was, hey, a win is a win. It doesn't matter how, how you get there, so... Um, I said, yeah, props to you guys on a great second season following up that championship. Everyone wanted to defeat you, and nobody could. So um, props to you guys on uh, that great summer session. So um, 
If there's anything else, I think I think we're about ready to then go ahead and dive into the playoffs. Um, I'll go over the final standings real quick. Um, so, so for this session, um, since there was six teams, we decided the top two teams were going to get a bye, and then the bottom four would play each other first, and then they'd end up playing the teams that got their bye. So Space Monkey obviously finished first uh, with their great record, and then the Blackhawks actually ended up getting second place. Um, so they also got a bye. That um, that was the team with the new college kids, a lot of the young, fast kids. So they had a great season as well. They finished second. Tigers finished just behind them in third. Um, so they're going to end up matching up against the Scorpions, uh, who finished in sixth. So, um, and then BDE finished fourth. Ducks finished fifth. So we'll go over those matchups here quickly. Um, the Tigers and Blackhawks, or I'm sorry, um, Ducks and BDE first round, four versus five seed. Um, BDE had actually beaten Ducks the, both times in the regular season um, in the summer session. So um, we were feeling confident, ready to go. Um, and we we started off great, played a really good game. Um, it was tight after the first. Um, it was one-to-one after the first. And then uh, they uh, we uh, got another couple in the third, and it was three-to-one with couple minutes left we're like all right we're doing good let's go we're ready to go on to the next round feeling confident but as a lot of you guys know two goal lead is the worst goal lead in hockey so then uh justin Kraft kind of said you know you know we're not done yet he ended up bearing two more goals he let alone he had already scored the first goal earlier in the game scored two more goals to tie it up so he's got all three goals right now ties it up three to three we're mad we're mad but we're we're not done and out yet just like they weren't done and out it's not over till it's over was kind of our mindset so then we get forced into overtime have a couple more chances one specific chance i remember nick hart just cut right in front of the net moved around the goalie had a wide open net and just backhanded it so far over the net that it just sailed over the fence he was very mad, and sorry to point that out, Nick, but it happens. That was kind of a memorable moment where it's like, man, we really missed our opportunity there to uh, hold him off and seal the deal. And then, uh, hey, guess what? Justin Kraft scored again, scored <laughs> the fourth and final goal overtime game winner. It was a heartbreaker. Uh, it was a double deflection uh, shot from the point. It deflected off of two of our guys' sticks. Um, the last one, it just completely changed the direction of where our goalie was going towards. Nothing he could do about it, just an unfortunate bounce. Uh, so congrats to the Ducks on that crazy last-second upset and winning the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, then the next one was the, the Tigers and Scorpions game. Um, the Scorpions always gave everybody a challenge. You know, they, they always start off really strong, and I don't know if it was their... They're still getting their hockey legs under them or what it was, but for some reason that third period always came out to bite them. Or do I want to, do I dare say sting them? Sting them, yep. <laughs> I've used that plenty of times in the recap, so. Yeah, I'm going to get a lot of text messages and emails from that one. <laughs> um, but no, uh, you know, the Tigers got out strong, and I will tell you, I remember this goal because I remember how happy the Tigers were when John Unvarsky scored that goal at the beginning, of, you know, in the first period of the game, everybody was shocked. Everybody was excited. I mean, hey, why not? Um, yeah, it was it was 
really good to see, and you know, it was, everybody was happy for John, including myself. Um, you know, and then in the third, I want to say Colby tied it at one in the third period. I want to say that I can't remember hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure you did, knowing Colby. And then you know, Rob uh, Miroslaw got the uh, the go ahead goal, and they managed to hang on and win two to one. Yeah, it was almost an upset, though. We were loving it, and we were hoping to see it, especially after um, we had already gotten upset, so we were hoping to see that as well. But um, but it happens. Tigers held on. Congratulations to the Tigers. They're pushing to get a repeat against Space Monkey in the finals. So, um, so then from there, Tigers are going off against the Blackhawks, who are coming off their bye. This was a, 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 a battle, a, quite a battle. It was a... Things got pretty heated. Bodies were banging into each other a little more than they should, but that's how the playoffs go, just like the NHL. It's it's a lot more higher intensity. Everyone wants to win and, and move on. So um, it was quite a game. Um, it was a back-and-forth action up in the first two periods, um, but then uh, Tigers just held on again. Um, I remember Bryce Unvarsky, John's son, who had, was the hero, one of the heroes in the first game, he ended up scoring the game-winning goal. Um, it was a very cool moment to see him just celebrate and be excited um, to advance the Tigers onto the championship again, um, in a, um, hoping for a rematch against Space Monkey Mafia. Yeah, and in the second round, we got the Ducks, who we know very well, not just from playing in the summer session up here in Wilkesbury, but also playing against them for last two years down in uh down in hazelton so we know them pretty well um which i'm actually kind of impressed kyle that you can say lucky's last name i've known him for three years and i still have trouble pronouncing his last name i don't, I don't know i, I think it, <laughs> i think it's lucas Unis, so we'll we'll see we'll see if he texts me but <laughs> <laughs> lucky if we're wrong <laughs> don't blow us up too much <laughs> um but yeah uh just to jump right into it brad fletcher with another shout out in the playoffs you know, um, it's impressive stuff. Yeah, we got one early in the first by uh, Jake Gudich, who, for some odd reason, from the point, could just put it in the back of the net. You know, I don't know what it was. He could just always do it. I might have to ask him since he is my defensive partner, and I should learn from him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he got us on the board pretty early, and then um, we got one more in the third by uh, George Demansky, and we, just, we held on for a 2 nothing victory over the Ducks. To once again play the Tigers in the Summer Session Championship, so it was either us repeating, or the Tigers looking to uh, get some revenge on us. Yep. So uh, yeah, Garrett, you can just go ahead and jump right into that one as well. Then, since you played in it, yeah, I'll play right with it because the Tigers got their revenge. They beat us bad. Um, they wanted it, and you could see it. You could feel it. Yeah, I could tell just watching them. I could tell that they wanted it. Yeah. I think they wanted it a little bit more than you guys. I think you guys were you were pretty confident that, oh, it's like regular season. We just kept finding ways to win. We're going to find a way to win. And they didn't give you guys any chance to win. No, they didn't. No, I mean, they played good, clean hockey. There were no penalties on their behalf. You know, they didn't give us any kind of chance to get in there. You know, no power play, no, you know, no five-on-threes, no nothing, you know. Even they took away shooting lanes very well too. Passing lanes were weren't there as much as they usually are. You know the Tigers played us very very well, and all props to Billy Spears and the Tigers for that game. Um, they played phenomenally. 
you know, the final score ended up being five to one. We were able to get one in on them. I don't remember how, because <laughs> the way they played, I'm surprised we got that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, it was fantastic. So. Uh, yep. So yeah, uh, congratulations to the Tigers on getting their revenge. Um, also, funny fact too, it was funny because I, I remember Garrett kept talking about it in the fall session that both times the top seed didn't end up winning the championship. Um, the top seed was uh, Tigers in the f- spring session. They lost. And then top seed was Space Monkey in the summer session, and they lost. So um, first place in the regular season is great, but it's the playoffs that counts. So yep. um, we'll see if anyone can change that narrative going into the fall session, which we're going to touch on here um, after a quick break here. All right. All right, welcome back to Between the Boards. I'm your host, Garrett, here with Kyle Hammer, the commissioner of the Toyota Sportsplex Deck Hockey League. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, the fall session, the final session of the season or year, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the fall session, we um, actually had to go back down to four teams, unfortunately. Um, we had to merge uh, the Tigers. Most of um, them were going back to college, and then the Blackhawks, pretty much their entire team went back to college as well. Um, so we dispersed the Tigers into the four other teams that were already pretty full rostered teams. Um, so we go into just four teams this session, um, hoping to get back to six again at some point next year. Um, but uh, so um, we will start with um, let's start, the, let's start revamping with B, yeah. of, the revamping of the rosters. <laughs> um, Billy's team, the Tigers, a lot of their superstar players went to the Scorpions and they got a huge boost from Billy and those players. Um, unfortunately, it didn't last as long as we were hoping with Billy. Billy, unfortunately, got an ATV accident um, and was injured for the, the entire game, or the entire season, rather, besides like the first game or two. Um, so, unfortunately, he was out, but we're wishing him the best of recovery. Um, and Garrett can touch, touch on that a little bit. Yeah, when Billy went out, it hurt the Scorpions big time. Um, Billy's always a force on the rink or court. Um, but I'll tell you what, though, he came back as a coach, so to speak, a couple games later. I think it was the fourth or fifth game in the season, and the Scorpions turned right around. You know, he kept them in there the entire time, from the start of the game to the end of the game, for the rest of the season, and then including the playoffs. Um, so that was pretty fun to see. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. Like I said, he exactly mirrored what he does. Out as a player, high energy, lots of enthusiasm. So that really brought the Scorpions to life every time he was there, um, and really gave them a great run throughout their fall session. So, um, so yeah, we'll uh, touch quickly on um, on uh, BDE's terrible start, but then historic finish. Um, they uh, were um, facing off against Rob Burrows, brand new goalie. Um, didn't really know um, exactly how to play the game. Um, so it was a little shaky, but then he improved throughout the entire season. Let up the most goals by far in the first game, but our team was so bad that um, uh, even though he let up a decent amount of goals, we were giving up opportunities left and right and gave up even more and unfortunately just had a rough start. Um, second game of the season against our arch nemesis, Space Monkey Mafia, um, probably the biggest rivalry in the league. We... Um, put up all that we can against them. Balls are rolling through the crease and off the posts all over the place. Just can't get any lucky bounces. 
bury one late, um, even with playing a good defensive game ourselves, but still lost two to one. We um, we are looking down in the dumps, unfortunately, and we needed to pick ourselves up. Um, I think the biggest transition on that turnaround and the turning point there of us getting onto a, a win streak here is um, uh, moving Courtney Deshenko to defense. Uh, her boyfriend's on the team, and she, he would always say um, that she would just be fearless and get in the way of everything, blocking things left and right. Um, so then we go on a miraculous win streak, win seven games in a row. I believe that was to break the record for most wins in a row and finish the regular season at 7-2 and two, um, and go into the first round of the playoffs against the Ducks again. Um, so we take on the Ducks in the first round of the playoffs, really looking for a revenge match against the Ducks um, after our bad meltdown of the summer league game where we blew a, a two-goal lead late in the game. Um, we really just shut it down against the Ducks. Uh, I was talking to our defensemen, and they were like, yeah, they probably had five good opportunities at, the, at most. And, of course, Brandon was there to make those saves. Um, myself and newcomer um, Ryan Bolin, who is actually on his third team of the league in all three sessions, um, pretty funny. He started off with Space Monkey Mafia, won the championship. Then he went to play for the Tigers, won the championship there. Um, and now he's on our on BDE's team. So who knows where he'll end up next, right, Garrett? Yeah, he's got to go for the Scorpions in the spring, and then after that he can go where he wants. You know, it's totally up to you, Ryan, but you got you should start with the Scorpions in the spring. You know, I know you play the EASHL on the shell with uh, Colby, so maybe he'll talk you into joining them for uh, the spring session. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, anyways, we just like to joke about that. It's kind of a running joke in the league. No hard feelings. You're a great guy, Ryan. Um, Sometimes. So, some, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so he, he was a big uh, offensive boost for our team in the fall session for sure. Um, helped us get that victory. Shut him down. 3 nothing shutout. Brandon Smith joins Brad as the other goalie to get a shutout in the playoffs. Um, and then that'll lead to yeah, Space no, Monkey Mafia's matchup. Our matchup was against the uh, the Scorpions. Uh, Hard-fought game the whole time. Um, the Scorpions just outran us. Uh, it's simple as that. Yeah, I don't know if it was the fact that most of us had played almost 50 games the entire summer. Between here and Hazleton, I know a couple of my guys play elsewhere. Uh, my assistant captain, Luke, plays out in Bloomsburg. Um, so, I mean, I, 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 I think he plays in Pottsville as well. But... Um, yeah, I don't know if we were just tired or what. I know physically my body was, and guys, I apologize for that for any of you monkeys listening. Um, so they outplayed us. I mean, we went no shootout for probably the hundredth time all season long. I know I'm exaggerating big time on that number, but I'm pretty sure we had the record for it most shootout appearances. It was a lot. <laughs> um, their goalie stopped all of our shooters, hands down. Again, he has shut us out both shootouts now um, yeah, so props to you rob yeah it's awesome to see him improve and shut them down in a shootout where it's a lot of pressure on the goalie it's mani mano imano so yep props to you rob on shutting down space monkey mafia in a shootout not once but twice and especially in the playoffs to propel them to the championship yeah uh colby ended up getting the game winner in the shootout uh, colby congratulations man you know you're a hell of a player. Uh, we love watching you. Watching you develop from spring to now has been fantastic to watch. You're definitely one of the leaders in the Scorpions. You know, so uh, keep it up, bud. 
Um, from there, it's the Scorpions versus BDE, two of the OG teams in the uh, championship. Yep. Um, yep, so we'll touch on uh, the um, championship against BDE and Scorpions. Actually, both of us um, have um, completed our first playoff victories. Um, we both didn't win a single one in the spring or the summer session, so... Um, that was pretty awesome for both of us. We're both excited and hyped and ready to go and ready to uh, ready to bring home a championship for our team. Um, similar to Scorpions against Space Monkey Mafia, faster, more determined, better opportunities. Really had a lot of um, Grade A chances, and um, we just couldn't generate as much offense as they did. Luckily, Brandon Smith was lights out again, stopping everything in sight. Um, really keeping us in the game, even though we were not providing any offense as well, um, giving ourselves any bit of a lead either. Um, and then the save happens. Um, this was just the biggest, biggest moment in the game. Um, and Garrett can touch on that quickly. No, oh, it was uh, hands down probably one of the uh, easily top five save from the whole year. Um, yeah, it was a touch uh, or give and go, sorry, with uh, Ethan. And. Um, yeah, it was just beautiful. He, Colby gave it to Ethan. Ethan gave it back to Colby. Colby had a clear lane to the goal. And 99 times out of 100, it is a goal, without a doubt. Yep, he was. Uh, he he fell right onto his chest because he stretched out so far to grab that thing. Um, so it was just a miraculous save. That was a beautiful glove save. Beautiful glove save. We owe him that. Um, we owed it to him to try and go out and score and give ourselves the victory, even though we didn't. I wouldn't say not deserved it, but we definitely didn't um, get the right chances to score. He definitely deserved it, though, for keeping it in. So we wanted to go uh, win one for Brandon, especially as much as ourselves. Uh, so then we end up getting a, um, a penalty um, call against the Scorpions. Um, a call is a call, whether it's questionable or not. Tom Armstrong made the call. Um, also, shout out to him. He did a great job all season long. Um, and so we um, we go on a power play. Um, Vinny rips a shot really fast and high over the glove. I was screening the goalie, and neither of us really saw it go in until we turn around and it's sitting there on the uh, in the crease. And just so excited, so happy, such a surreal moment for myself to be able to get the championship to end the first year, if you will, of Toyota Sportsplex Deck Hockey after running and managing everything. Um, all the way from March until mid-November while playing myself and also striving for that championship. Uh, it was just a great moment. Yeah, it, it, as a fan watching the game, it was it was almost kind of like you're watching your favorite NHL team in the Stanley Cup Finals. Game 7, you know, it, you're on the edge of your seat or as we were on our toes because we were standing there. Um, uh, it, it, was, it was really good to see and, you know, I was happy for Kyle and you know, all the BDE, you know, like Kyle said, they kind of didn't deserve it, but did at the same time, you know, they definitely were outplayed by the Scorpions. I've told Kyle that before. Um, but BDE ended up, you know, putting in the chance that they had. Yep. And a win's a win. So that's all that matters. So just so happy and excited. Um, so yeah. And then, so, (laughs) so funny. I, um, I was actually so nervous and excited for this championship game. I completely forgot to bring out the trophy. We're taking pictures and everything, and I'm talking to our co-workers who are our scorekeepers, Elizabeth Spoon and Sarah Uhall, 
who did a fantastic job. Shout out to you guys. Um, I'm talking to them. All right, let's do this presentation. Oh, crap, where's the trophy? I didn't even bring it out. So Spoon has to run into the offices and go grab the trophy, bring it out. Just such a silly moment, silly bonehead move by me. But like I said, we all make mistakes, and it makes for a great story. So um, we bring the trophy back out, uh, do our pictures and all that. Um, and it was just a great, great ending to the to the fall session. What I thought was actually kind of cool about the whole thing, and this is no disrespect to you know you lucky in the ducks or the you know the blackhawks it was two og teams in the finals you know it was and that happened all three sessions actually yeah so you know so it was it was it was kind of a cool thing to see you know like now next year i don't care if it's us all in the championship the whole time or if it's bde of the whole championship or Or new teams yeah or a new team but for the first year it was us and the tigers beginning BDE and the Scorpions at the end, so that that that's kind of cool. You know, we bookend the season from beginning to end, and yeah. that was just kind of cool to see. Um, yeah, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have some final questions with Kyle, and we'll wrap it up there. Welcome back to Between the Boards. I am your host, Garrett, here with the commish, Kyle Hammer, for some final questions. Um, Kyle, how did you think the community took it? Yeah, um, I thought the whole rink and league itself was amazing. Um, I think that everyone really enjoyed it. Um, Everyone that participated had a blast, just constantly was ready for more, wanted to keep playing. Wanted to, couldn't wait for it to be their their day for them to play. Um, even a lot of the um, friends, family members, and fans that were always standing around the boards watching just looked like they were having a ton of fun. There was always some pretty decent crowds um, watching the games, which was really cool to see. Um, I heard people that didn't ever actually attend the games would drive by that street and see it. Um, and see the crowds and people have mentioned that to me Um, so I think that was really cool like I said overall I think with what we did and what we were given and the time that we were given to get everything up and ready um, I thought was a great success on a great very first uh, first year yeah it was uh, definitely fun to see all the uh, the crowd show up and how many people showed up because I'm pretty sure it got bigger as the seasons went on Um, one final question for you before we go here, um, what's the future plan of the Toyota Sportsplex deck hockey or the the rink itself? Yeah, so um, obviously first and foremost, we're going to continue to harp on um, the deck hockey leagues itself and clinics. We're going to try and grow those the best that we can and um, get more and more participants um, each and every session and every year. Um, which is the ultimate goal. Um, and then we're also looking to try and um, potentially in- implement some other sports. We're looking into implementing some box lacrosse events and sessions. Uh, we might also have some cornhole going on out there, um, potentially even as far as pickleball. I know that's a big growing and booming sport um, this day and age. So um, we're looking to add some other sports. Um, hoping looking to spruce up the rink itself a little bit, potentially adding bleachers on the far end across from the pavilion, um, adding another access door. That'll give us a chance to be able to 
if people arrive late or need to leave in the middle of a game, you cannot interrupt the game by leaving out the bench or the referee or the penalty boxes. So um, just some simple um, renovations and additions to the, um, what is already a well-established rink and facility. Good. Um, now I want to make a special announcement here. Um, as most of you might know already, um, Kyle will be joining me as co-host on this show, so he won't only be the commissioner of the Toyota Sportsplex Deck Hockey League, he will also be my co-host on Between the Boards. Um, this had been something I wanted to do for a while, to do a podcast of some sort. Um, you know, I thought of it a couple months ago and then approached Kyle with it towards the end of the fall session. Talked to him, you know, he thought it was a great idea. Called me then about a month ago, you know, asked me what kind of, you know, stuff I would ask him, stuff I would do. And then we started talking, and the more I thought about it, the more we were talking in this whole one phone call. You know, we just, did, hey, why don't you co-host? And here we are. So uh, it'll just be Kyle and I, you know, doing this together. Yeah, definitely. Um, thanks for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. Like I said, it's, uh, it's a great way to talk about the great success of this first year um, and just to keep us relevant and get people engaged in um, what they may have missed out on or what they may have been a part of. Um, so it's going to be able to get us to hopefully grow the league and the rink itself as well as just provide some some good entertainment for ourselves as well <laughs> yeah. as well as the <laughs> listeners. Um, we're enjoying doing this so far. I had lots of laughs, um, some anger as well, but with some with some technical difficulties, but that yeah. happens. So, um, but overall, yeah, like I said, we're, uh, we're really looking forward to it. Um, one thing I do also want to touch on um, that we already have mentioned um, some players and we've also um, been um, going to have some guest players speaking on the podcast with us in, in the future um, we may not get to every single person um, we may not not every person that's played in the league may not be talked about or brought in as a guest um, but we do um, we've first apologize that may not we may not get to everyone but everyone that has played in the league um from the bottom of my heart and everyone else's hearts we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this league and um we're looking forward to the future yeah no matter what like kyle said if we don't get you on you know it's not for lack of trying or anything like that you know you guys are always on our minds and you know if you guys have any questions, do not hesitate to ask either one of us. You know, email. You know, I will have the email uh, for the podcast posted underneath uh, everything on its Instagrams page. Uh, Kyle will share it on the league's page, so it will be there. You know. Um, anyway, guys, uh, that's gonna be it for the evening. Uh, thank you for listening. Kyle, thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you for having me as the first uh, first guest. And then, like I said, introducing me as a co-host. Really looking forward to it. So uh, everyone, uh, have a great evening um, and be safe out there. I guess I need this joke in real quick. BDE's got to be first in something. Ah, uh, inaugural first, inaugural first. Hey, <laughs> first one to win the first ever game and win the last ever game. Well, you game, know. So. All right. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night. <laughs>